Welcome back. Hemming Brainiacs to the podcast, talking about James Thompson, William Morris, and Rodden, Berkeley, Ryothesley, Chanel. Heck of a name. Um, nothing stood out to me too much in these. I didn't, um, didn't particularly, uh, I wasn't particularly taken by any of them. So, um, no discussion prompts or anything. But as usual, Swim says the Fishy has come in with the goods. First of all, we read nine pages today. That's, um, I guess that's above average because you said it was between six to ten. So anywhere on the higher side of that, I guess, is cruising above average. James Thompson, 23 November, oh, that's his date of birth, wrote under the pen name Baishi Vanulis, was a Scottish journalist, poet and translator. Thompson's pen name derives from the names of the poets Shelley and Novellus. Hmm. Quite modern to do that. A bit of a portmanteau of names smushed together. Um, I was going to say, actually, with James Thompson, that it felt, I felt that kind of Celtic charm in his text. It wasn't in, like, full-on, like, Scottish vernacular or anything like that it still felt like um more like british english i suppose but um there's that scottish charm to it that celtic charm you know uh i always think that scottish and irish folk do have some of the prettiest prose and poetry uh just the the way they construct Thoughts, sentences, paragraphs is, I think they're the best in the world. William Morris is an interesting guy. He was a British textile designer, poet, artist, novelist, architectural conservationist, printer, translator, and social activist associated with the British arts and crafts movement. He was such a funny name for a movement, isn't it? The arts and crafts movement. You can't take that serious, can you? I just imagine like woolen pom-poms being glued to bits of colourful cardboard when you say arts and craft. He was a major contributor to the revival of the traditional British textile arts and methods of production. He liter- he, his literary contributions helped him establish, helped to establish the modern fantasy genre, while he helped win acceptance of socialism in fin de Cilil, Great Britain. don't know what that means. Rodin Noel was a Cambridge apostle. The Apostles is an intellectual society at the University of Cambridge, founded in 1820. The origin of the Apostles' nickname dates from the number 12 of their founders. His poem, Sea Slumber Song, was set to music by Sir Edward Algo as the first song of his song cycle, Sea Pictures. You can find that on YouTube. The poem says, Acoustic Eels. Hey, Acoustic Eels, I haven't seen you for a minute. Uh, Gifts were set to music in the song, Give a Man a Horse He Can Ride, a rousing tune for baritone. We often give it to high schoolers and young college guys who have a real fire hose of a voice. It's a popular piece in singing contests to the point where I had trouble finding a recording that wasn't of a high schooler. This was the only professional one that came up on YouTube. Give a man a horse he can ride. Let me have a little look at the name of the uh, thing here. Give a man a horse he can ride. doesn't say the artist's name. Unless it's Stephen Rainbolt. Thank you, Acoustic Eels. You know, Acoustic Eels, I was thinking about 
the hectic few days of when my son was born a few months ago, three months ago. Um, and the folks that played a role in that and, and how you and everyone in the podcast community, but you just stepped up and filled in with the daily podcasts and just, I don't know, like how cool that is that there are people in this community that help each other out like that. And I appreciate that it was me on the receiving end of that help. And what a dude you are. I just think that's so cool. Um, not to mention, of course, when we're talking about the help that we get here, Techrific moderating this subreddit for a few years now. And of course, Swim says I'm officially coming in with daily posts, really giving us the content when no one else is, when there's not much to discuss, we can always rely that Swim will come in. So um, oh, what an awesome little core group we've got. Forgetting other names, of course, is heaps of people, but those are the three that come to mind when I think of like just, I don't know, I feel like I owe you a, a debt of gratitude, at the very least gratitude, but probably more, I owe you a big favour. Um. All right. Reading. Who are we reading? Uh, Thomas Ashe. 1836 to 1889. Meet We No Angels Pansy is the name of the poem. Pansy. I guess that's a name. Come on a Sabbath noon, my sweet, in white to find her lover. The grass grew proud beneath her feet, the green elm leaves above her. Meet We No Angels Pansy, she said. We meet no angels now. And soft lights streamed upon her, and with white hands she touched a bow. She did it, that great honour. What, meet no angels, Pansy? Oh, sweet brown hat, brown hair, brown eyes, down dropped brown eyes, so tender. Then what, said I, gallant replies, seem flattery and offender, but meet no angels, Pansy? Question mark. Uh, I don't know what that was about but I liked the rhythm and the flow of that one too too bereaved too t-o too t-w-o bereaved to too bereaved you must be sad for though it is to heaven tis hard to yield a little girl of seven alas for me tis hard my grief to rule who only met her as she went to school who never heard a little lips so sweet say even good morning though our eyes would meet as whose would fain be friends, how must you sigh, sick for your loss, when even so sad am I, who never clasped the small hands any day, fair flowers thrive round the little grave, I pray. Yikes. As a parent of a seven-year-old, or a step-parent, I should say, that seven-year-old girl, ugh, that gave me the chills. Our next poet, Theodore Watts Dunton, 1836-1914, decent innings there, Wassail chorus at the Mermaid Tavern. Christmas knows a merry, merry place, where he goes with fondest face. Brightest eye, brightest hair, told the mermaid, where is that one place, where? Rayleigh. Tis by Devon's glorious halls, where, whence, dear Ben, I come again. Bright of golden roofs and walls, Eldorado's rare domain. Seems those halls where in sunlight launches shafts of gold through leafless branches, where the winter's feathery mantle blanches field and farm and lane. Chorus. Well, this is a song, apparently. Christmas knows a merry, merry place. Drayton. Tis where Avon's... Avon's. 
wood sprites weave through the bows of lace of rhyme, while the bells of Christmas Eve fling for will the Stratford chime over the river flags embossed, rich with flowery brunes of frost, over the meads where snowy tufts are tossed, strained to the olden time. Chorus. Christmas knows a merry, merry place. Shakespeare's friend. Tis me things on any ground where our Shakespeare's feet are set, there smiles Christmas, wholly crowned, with holly crowned, with his blithest coronet. Friendship's face he loveth well, tis a countenance whose spell sheds a balm over every mead and dell where we used to fret. Chorus, Christmas knows a merry, merry place. Haywood. More than all the pictures, Ben, winter weaves by wood or stream. Christmas loves our London, when rise thy clouds of wassail steam. Clouds like these that curling take, forms of faces gone and wake. Many a lay from lips we loved and make London like a dream. Chorus. Christmas knows a merry, merry place. Ben Johnson. Love's old song shall never die, yet the new shall suffer proof. Love's old drink of Yule Barai wassail for new love's behoof. Drink the drink I brew and sing till the buried branches swing till our song make all our mermaids ring, yea, from rush to roof. Finale. Christmas loves this merry, merry place. Christmas saith the fondest face. Brightest eye, brightest hair, bend the drink tastes rare of sack and mace rare. <coughs> our next poet is a bit of a beast. There's 30-odd pages of Algaron. Al- Algernon Charles Swinburne. Now, with 30 pages of poems, I'm guessing this guy is uh, renowned. Otherwise, we're about to read a lot of bad poems. Um, but guess what? We're doing it. We're doing it right now. 30 pages. That's going to bring us up to a total of 30-something pages for today's podcast. I am going to press pause, and I'm going to come back. All right, Algernon Charles Swinburne, 1837-1909. First poem is called Chorus from Atalanta. When the hounds of spring are on winter's traces, the mother of months is in meadow or plain, fills the shadows and windy places with lisp of leaves and ripple of rain, and the brown, bright nightingale amorous is half assuaged for Italus. For the thrashing ships and the foreign faces, the tongueless vigil and all the pain... Come with bows bent, and with emptying of quivers, maiden most perfect, lady of light, with the noise of winds and many rivers, with a clamour of waters and with might. Bind on thy sandals, O thou most fleet, over the splendour and speed of thy feet. For the faint east quickens, the wan west shivers, round the feet of the day and the feet of the night. Where shall we find her? How shall we sing to her? Fold our hands round our knees and cling. Oh, that man's heart were as fire and could spring to her, fire or the strength of the streams that spring. For the stars and the winds are unto her, as raiment, as songs of the harp player. For the risen stars and the fallen cling to her, and the southwest wind and the west wind sing. For winter's rains and ruins are over, and all the season of snows and sins, the days dividing lover and lover, the light that loses, the night that wins. And time remembered, his grief forgotten, and frosts are slain, and flowers begotten. And in green underwood and cover, blossom by blossom, the spring begins. The full streams feed on flower of rushes, ripe grasses tremble a travelling foot. The faint fresh flame of the young year flushes from leaf to flower and flower to fruit. 
and fruit and leaf are as gold and fire, and the oat is heard above the lyre, and the hoofed heel of a satyr crushes the chestnut husk and a chestnut root. And pan by noon and bacchus by night, fleeter of foot than the fleet-foot kid, follows with dancing and fills with delight the menad and the basarid, and soft as lips that laugh and hide the laughing leaves of the trees divide and screen from seeing and leave into sight the god pursuing the maiden hid. The ivy falls with the bacchanal's hair over the eyebrows, hiding her eyes, the wild vine slipping down leaves bare, her bright breast shortening into size. The wild vine slips and the weight of its leaves, but the buried ivy catches and cleaves to the limbs that glitter, the feet that scare, the wolf that follows, the fawn that, f- that flies. Very cool. First one down. Hertha. I am that which began. Out of me the years roll. Out of me, God and man, I am equal and whole. God changes and man, and the form of them bodily. I am the soul. What? Before ever land was, before ever the sea... Or soft hair of the grass, or fair limbs of the tree, or the flesh-coloured fruit of the branches, I was and thy soul was in me. For first life on my sources first drifted and swam, out of me are the forces that save it or damn, out of me man and woman and wild beast and bird before God was, I am. Beside or above me, naught is there to go, love or unlove me, unknown or me or no. I am that which unloves me and loves. I am stricken and I am the blow. I the mark that is missed and the arrows that miss. I the mouth that is kissed and the breath that is the kiss, the search and the sword and the seeker and the soul and the body that is. I am that thing which blesses my spirit elate, that which caresses hands uncreate, my limbs unbegotten that measure the length of the measure of fate. But what thing dost thou now, looking Godward to cry, I am I, thou art thou, I am low, thou art high, I am thou, whom thou seekest to find, him find thou, but thyself thou art I, I the grain, and the furrow, the plough cloven, trod, clod, and the ploughshare drawn thorough, the germ and the sod, the deed and the doer, the seed and the sower, the dust which is God, hast thou known which how I fashioned thee, child underground, fire that impassioned thee, iron that bound, dim changes of water, what thing of all these hast thou known of or found? Canst thou say in thine heart thou hast seen with thine eyes, with what cunning of art thou wast wrought in that wise? But what force of what staff thou wast shapen and shown on my breast to the skies? Who hath given, who hath sold it thee, knowledge of me? Was, has the wilderness told it thee? Hast thou learnt of the sea? Hast thou communed in spirit with night? Have the winds taken counsel with thee? Have I set such a star to show light on thy brow, that thou sawest from afar? What I show to thee now. Have ye speaking as brethren together the sun and the mountains and thou? 
What is here, dost thou know it? What was, hast thou known? Prophet, nor poet, nor tripod, nor throne, nor spirit, nor flesh can make answer, but only thy mother alone. Mother, not maker, born, and not made. Thou her children forsake her, or lured, or afraid. Praying prayers to the God of their fashion, she stirs not for all that they have prayed. A creed is a rod, and a crown is of night, but this thing is God, to be man with thy might, to grow straight in the strength of thy spirit, and live out thy life as the light. I am in thee to save thee, as my soul is in thee, saith. Give thou as I gave thee thy blood, life blood and breath. Green leaves of thy labour, white flowers of thy thought, and red fruit of thy death, be the ways of thy giving, as mine were to thee, the free life of thy living, be the gift of it free, not as servant, nor lord, nor a, as master to slave, the shalt thou give thee to me. O children of banishment, souls overcast, were the lights ye see, vanishment always to last, ye would know not the sun overshining the shadows, and stars overpast. I that saw where ye trod the dim pass of the night set the shadow called God in your skies to give light, but the morning of manhood is risen and the shadowless soul is in sight. The tree many-rooted that swells to the sky with frondage red-fruited, the life tree am I. In the buds of your lives is the sap of my leaves. Ye shall live and not die, but the gods of your fashion take that take and that give in their pity and passion that scourge and forgive they are worms that are bred in the bark that falls off they shall die and not live my own blood is what stanches the wounds in my bark stars caught in my branches make day of the dark and are worshipped as suns till the sunrise shall tread out their fires as a spark where dead ages hide under the live roots of the tree in my darkness at the thunder makes utterance of me in the clash of my bows with each other you hear the wave sound of the sea that noise is of time as his feathers are spread and his feet set to climb through the bows overhead and my foliage rings round him and rustles a and branches are bent with his tread. The storm winds of ages blow through me and cease. The war wind that rages, the spring wind of peace, ere the breath of them roughen my tresses, ere one of my blossoms increase. All sounds of all changes, all shadows and light on the world's mountain ranges and stream raven heights, whose tongue is the wind tongue and language of storm clouds on earth, the shaking nights. All forms of all faces, all works of all hands, in unsearchable places of time-stricken lands, all death and all life and all rains and all serenes, drop through me as sands. Though sore be my burden, and more than you know, and my growth have no guerdon, but only to grow, yet I fail not of growing for lightnings above me or death-worms below. These two have their part in me, as I too in thee. Such fire is at heart in me, such sap is in this tree's. 
which hath in it all sounds and all secrets of infinite lands and of seas. In the spring-coloured hours, when my mind was as maze, there break forth of me flowers by centuries of days, strong blossoms with perfume of manhood shot out from my spirit as rays, and the sound of them springing and smell of their shoots were as warm and as sweet singing and strength to my roots, and the lives of my children made perfect with freedom of soul were my fruits. I bid you but be, I have need not of prayer, I have need of you free, as your mouths of mine air, that my heart may be greater within me, beholding the fruits of me fair, more fair than strange fruit is of faith's ye spouse. In me only the root is that blooms in your boughs. Behold now your God that you made you, to feed him your faith of your vows. In the darkening and whitening abysses adored with dayspring and lightning for lamp and for sword, God thunders in heaven, his angels are red with the wrath of the Lord. O my sons, O too dutiful, towards gods not of me, was not I enough beautiful, was it hard to be free? For, behold, I am with you, and in you and of you look forth now and see. Lo, winged and world's wonders, with miracles shod with the fires of his thunders and raiment and rod, God trembles in heaven, and his angels are wide with the terror of God, for his twilight is come him on him. His anguish is here, and his spirits gaze dumb on him, grown grey from his fear, and his hour taketh hold of him, stricken the last of his infinite year. Thought made him and breaks him, truth slays and forgives. But to you, as time takes him, this new thing it gives, even love, the beloved republic that feeds upon freedom and lives. For truth is only is, is living, truth only is whole, and the love of his giving, man's pole star and pole, man pulse of my centre. What? What did I just press? <laughs> I just lost my page completely. Ah, oh, here we go. Man pulse of my centre, and fruit of my body, and seed of my soul, one birth of my bosom, one beam of mine eye, one topmost blossom that scales the sky, man equal and one with me, man that is made of me, man that is I. Ave Atiku Vale, in memory of Charles Baudelaire, is the next poem. Shall I strew on the rose or rue or laurel? One moment, please. Brother, on this that was the vale of thee, or quiet sea flower moulded by the sea, or simplest growth of meadow sweet or sorrel sour, such as the summer sleepy dryads weave, waked up by snow soft sudden rains at eve, or wilt thou rather, as on earth before, half faded fiery blossoms, pale with heat and full of bitter summer, but more sweet to thee than gleanings of the northern shore, trod by no tropic feet? For always thee, the fervid languid glories, allured of heavier suns in mightier skies, thine ears knew all the wandering watery sighs where the sea sobs, round lesbian promontories, the barren kiss of piteous wave to wave that knows not where is that Lorsadian grave which hides too deep the supreme head of song. Ah, salt and sterile as her kisses were, the wild sea winds her, and the green gulfs bear hither and hither, and vex and work her wrong. Blind gods that cannot spare. Thou sawest in thine old singing season, brother, secrets and sorrows unbeheld of us, fierce loves and lovely leaf buds poisonous, bear to thy subtle eye, but not 
for none other. Blowing by night in some unbreathed in climb the hidden harvest of luxurious time, sin without shape and pleasure without speech, and where strange dreams in a tumultuous sleep make the shut eyes of stricken spirits weep, and with each face thou sawest the shadow on each, seeing as men sow, men reap. O sleepless heart and sombre soul unsleeping, that were a thirst for sleep, and no more life, and no more love for peace, and no more strife, now the dim gods of death have in their keeping spirit and body and all springs of song, is it well now, where love can do no wrong, where stingless pleasures have no foam or fang, behind the unopening closure of her lips, is it not well where soul from body slips, and flesh from bone divides without a pang, as dew from flower bell drips? Is it enough, the end and the beginning, are one thing to thee, who art past the end, O hand unclasped of unbeholden friend, for thee no fruits to pluck, no palms for winning, no triumph and no labour and no lust, only dead you leaves and a little dust, O quiet eyes wherein the light saith naught, whereto the day is dumb, nor any night, with obscure finger silences your sight, nor in your speech the sudden soul speaks thought, sleep and have sleep for light. Now, all strange hours and all strange loves are over, dreams and desires and sombre songs are sweet, hast thou found place at the great knees and feet of some pale titan woman, like a lover, such as thy vision her solicited under the shadow of her fair vast head, the deep division of prodigious breasts, the solemn slope of mighty limbs asleep, the weight of awful tresses that still keep the savour and shade of old world pine forest where the wet hill winds weep. Hast thou found any likeness for thy vision, O gardener of strange flowers? What bud, what bloom hast thou found sown, what gathered in the gloom? What of despair, of rapture, of derision? What of life is there, what of ill or good? Are the fruits grey like dust, or bright like blood? Does the dim ground grow any seed of ours? The faint fields quicken any terrene root in low lands where the sun and the moon are mute, and all the stars keep silent. Are there flowers at all, any fruit? Alas, but thou my flying song flies after, O sweet, strange, elder singer, thy more fleet singing in the footprints of thy fleeter feet. Some dim derision of mysterious laughter from the blind tongueless warders of the dead, some gainless glimpse of Proserpine's veiled head, some little sound of unregarded tears wept by effaced unprofitable eyes and from pale mouths, some cadence of dead sighs, these only, these the hearkening spirit hears, sees only such things rise. Thou art far too far for wings of words to follow, far too far off for thought or any prayer. What ails us with thee, who art wind and air? What ails us gazing where all is hollow, yet with some fancy, yet with some desire? Dreams pursue death as winds a flying fire. Our dreams pursue our dead and do not find. Still and more swift than they, the thine flame flies. The low light fails us in elusive skies, still the foiled earnest ear is deaf and blind, and still the eluded eyes. Not thee, O oh, never thee, in all times changes, not thee, but this the sound of thy sad soul, the shadow of thy swift spirit, the shut scroll, I lay my hand on, and not death estranges, my spirit from communion of thy song, these memories and these maladies that throng veiled portions of a muse funeral, these I salute, these touch, these clasp and fold, as though a hand were in my hand to hold, or through mine ears a morning musical of many mourners rolled. 
I among these I also, in such station, as when the pyre was charred and piled the sods, an offering to the dead, an offering to the dead maid and their gods, the old mourners had standing to make libation, I stand unto the gods and to the dead, do reverence without prayer and praise and shed offering to these unknown, the gods of gloom and what of honey and spice my seed lands bear, and what I may of fruits in this chilled air, and lay or stirs like across the tomb, a curl of severed hair, but by no hand, nor any treason stricken, not like the low-lying head of him, the king, the flame, that made of Troy ruinous thing, thou liest, and on this dust no tears could quicken, there fall no tears like theirs that all men hear. Fall tear by sweet imperishable tear down the opening leaves of holy poets' pages, these not oristers, not electra mourns, but bending usward with memorial urns, the most high muses that fulfil all ages weep, and our God's heart yearns, for, sparing of his sacred strength, not often among us darkling, here the Lord of Light makes manifest his music and his might in hearts that open and in lips that soften, with the soft flame and the heat of songs that shine, thy lips indeed he touched with bitter wine, and nourished them indeed with bitter bread, yet surely from his hand thy soul's food came, the fire that scarred thy spirit at his flame, was lighted, and thine hungering heart he fed, who feeds our hearts with fame. Therefore he too now, at thy soul, sun-setting god of all suns and songs, he too bends down, to mix his laurel with thy cypress crown, and save thy dust from blame and from forgetting. Therefore he too, seeing all thou wert and art, compassionate with sad and sacred heart, mourns thee of many of his children, the last dead, and hallows with strange tears and alien sighs thine unmelodious mouth and sunless eyes, and over thine irrevocable head sheds light from un the under skies. And one weeps with him in the ways Lethean, and stains with tears her changing bosom chill, that obscure Venus of the holy hill, that thing transformed which was a Scytherian with lips that lost their Grecian laugh divine, long since, and face no more called Erosene, a ghost, a bitter and a luxurious god, thee also with fair flesh and singing spell did she, a sad and second prey, compel into the footless places once more trod, and shadows hot from hell. And now no sacred staff shall break in blossom, no choral salutation lure to light a spirit sick with perfume and sweet night and love's tired eyes and hands and barren bosom. There is no help for these things, none to mend and none to mar, not all our songs, O friend, will make death clear or make life durable, howbeit... With rose and ivy and wild vine, and with wild notes about this dust of thine, at least I fill the place where white dreams dwell, and wreath an unseen shrine sleep. And if life was bitter to thee, pardon. If sweet, give thanks, thou hast no more to live. And to give thanks is good, and to forgive out of the mystic and the mournful garden, where all day through thine hands in barren braid wove the sick flowers of secrecy and shade, Green buds of sorrow and sin, and remnants grey, sweet-smelling, pale and poisonous, sanguine-hearted, passions that sprang from sleep and thoughts that started, shall death not bring us all as thee one day among the days departed? 
For thee, O oh, now a silent soul, my brother, take at my hands this garland and farewell. Thin is the leaf, and chill the wintry smell, and chill the solemn earth, a fatal mother, was sadder than the Niobean womb, and in the hollow of her breast a tomb. Content thee, howsoever, whose days are done, there lies not any troublous thing before, nor sight nor sound to war against thee more, for whom all winds are quiet as the sun, all waters as the shore. Itilus, swallow my sister, O oh sister, swallow, how can thine heart be full of the spring? A thousand summers are over and dead. What hast thou found in the spring to follow? What hast thou found in thine heart to sing? What wilt thou do when the summer is shed, O oh swallow, sister, O oh fair swift swallow? With Why wilt thou fly after spring to the south, thou soft south, whither thine heart is set? Shall not the grief of the old time follow? Shall not the song thereof cleave to my mouth? Hast thou forgotten? Here I forget. Sister, my sister, O oh fleet sweet swallow, thy way is long to the sun and the south, but I, fulfilled in my heart's desire, shedding my song upon hide upon hollow, from tawny body and sweet small mouth, feed the heart of the night with fire. I, the nightingale, all spring through, O oh swallow sister, O oh changing swallow, all spring through till the spring be done, close with the light of the night on the dew, sing while the others and the wild birds follow, take flight and follow and find the sun. Sister, my sister, O oh soft light swallow, though all things feast in the spring's guest chamber, how hast thou heard heart? to be glad thereof yet, for where thou fliest I shall not follow, till life forget and death remember, till thou remember and I forget, swallow my sister, O oh, singing swallow, I know not how thou hast a heart to sing, how thou the heart, is it all passed over, thy lord, the summer is good to follow, and fair the feet of thy lover the spring, but what wilt thou say to the spring thy lover? O swallow, sister, O fleeting swallow, my heart in me is a molten ember, and over my head the waves have met, but thou wilt tarry, or I would follow. Could I forget, or thou remember, couldst thou remember, and I forget? O sweet stray sister, O shifting swallow, the heart's division divideth us. Thy heart is light as a leaf of a tree, but mine goes forth among sea gulfs hollow to the place of the slaying of the Italus, the feast of Daelus, the Thracian sea. O swallow, sister, O rapid swallow, I pray thee, sing not a little space. Are not the roofs and the linlets wet, the woven web that was plain to follow, the small slain body, the flower-like face, can I remember it, for thou forget. O sister, sister, thy first begotten, the hands that cling and the feet that follow, the voice of the child's blood crying yet, who hath remembered me, who hath forgotten, thou hast forgotten, O summer swallow, but the world shall end when I forget. All right, and that's our poets. Whew, what a marathon. Thanks for listening. Catch you tomorrow.